I like the way you talk. I like the way you talk too. You're my new best friend. More buttholes. Is that what is that what Hannah just said? More buttholes. Ah! Oh, Hannah, you are a vibrant little thing. Hey, y'all. I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. Are you a chicken mouth-loving mama or daddy? Together, we'll dive into the latest poultry-keeping adventures, chat about everyday life with a generous mix of some hilarious stories. Bringing you fascinating interviews with poultry owners from all over. You'll find tips and basic advice from your local veterinarian, along with new chicken-keeping gadgets and reviews. I'm going to see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma has to say about that. We're going to encourage and help you build a stronger, healthier flock. Let's go see what Mr. Jangles and Wilma is up to. Let's go let these heifers out. So how are you doing today? It's a general house life for Amanda. (laughs) Doing great. I hear you've been super, super busy, like really busy. Yes, very busy, and I'm so grateful for it. You have some of the most unique patterns I've ever seen. I kind of want, I kind of want to know if you have one or can source one that has like little barbells or weights on them because that's what I do for a living. So I thought, um, yeah, something with the. Something with weightlifting on it or something like that would be so cute. I'm pretty sure I can find some pattern like that. You ready to get this show started? No. no. I see you got a little visitor with you. Yeah, little one. Can can we announce who she is or are we just going to call her no name? I'm Hannah. (laughs) Today's guest is Amanda. She is a mother. She is a wonderful artist obsessed chicken mama and has the most beautiful birds creative so amazing so we are grateful and so honored to have and her daughter hannah is with us today hey y'all how are you doing doing really good good (laughs) podcast with your mom are you her sidekick today you gonna help her out yeah i bet you have just as much knowledge about chicken's as your mama does Mm mm-hmm Or pretty close. (laughs) Pretty close, I'd say. (laughs) We absolutely love to see little faces that are taking on the roles of chicken keeping and being a responsible poultry owner. And I know your mama definitely, for sure, probably has taught you many things. So I would like to hear a little bit about, and I know our listeners would, about how all of your chicken journey started. How did all of this come to be? I grew up with chickens, and when we was I was in my teens, we had like a small chicken farm. We had a flock of two hundred. We have some ducks and pig, rabbits, and all that kind of stuff. But your favorite was the chickens. Yeah, my favorite. Just say that. <laughs> my favorite out of all the animals was uh, probably the chickens. Even though I did get chased around a lot while I was trying to. Through the chicken chores. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, y'all had a huge flock. Was there a purpose behind the huge flock? I'm assuming it was more than just like a pet situation. Yeah, I wanted them as pets, but they was more of a meat birds and egg production and selling the eggs and more like a small poultry homestead sort of thing. Um, but we had a couple of them that was considered just my pets. 
because they was like little babies. Did this continue on through your whole teenage years or was it something that you continued as you moved out? When I moved out, um, <laughs> we didn't have chicken. This is before you was even around. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that was awkward. <laughs> that girl is thinking she's been here forever. <laughs> How old are you? Ten. <laughs> I think your mama existed long before you were born. Long before you were born. Okay, so when you decided to move on and you moved out on your own, was this something that you continued? And, well, let's go back. So when you were on the farm with your family... We kind of got distracted with Miss Hannah Banana there, but okay. Continue on with your story as you were growing up. Were there situations that you could talk about, things that you learned that you do differently now, or can you give us some more idea about what that looked like? When we had the flock of around 200, we ended up having to move from that place and we sold all of them or gave them to family members. I think we kept... I, we, I know we kept one, and she went to the place that we moved to, and she was kept by herself and everything. She was just like the pet. She would give us an egg a day, and she'd get pets and treats. And So when did you decide to get your own chickens? How did your current flock that you have, which is quite uh, impressive, and you have a big variety of different kinds, big and small, uh, special needs, Amanda is of Tiny Raptor Village, and if you go look at her page, I know she's on TikTok, Instagram. I'm not sure if she's on Facebook. If you go and look at the videos, she has some extraordinary birds. So can you tell us about how your current flock started? How did that all come together? My current flock now started last year when my fiance got me the six silkies for my birthday last year. And from then on, it's just been chicken math. <laughs> <laughs> so how many do you have in your current flock? Um, that's a good question. Are we supposed to count? Well, we'll just go with an estimate. Like, how many would you estimate? Um, I think um, a little bit over 50, but I've got 20 eggs that are incubating under two silkies right now. <laughs> So, <laughs> however many of them hatch. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your special needs chickens and how you accommodate? Okay, so Baby Cakes was given to me around three days old. He, I learned that he was blonde, and I knew that he was scissor beak when I got him. I didn't know he was blonde until he was showing problems of like where his food and water is. Like he couldn't really see. Um, so. I did a few tests, you know, like wave my hand in front of his face. And if he moved or anything, I would know that he could see. But to this day, he still doesn't react to movements. But um, fast forward to now, he'll be a year old next month. So and he actually eats on his own. He drinks on his own, which took a lot of hard work. To get him. <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> He's screeching. But um, I would have to tap his feet where he was when he was a baby and let him know that that's where his feet is. And then I would set him inside of his feet. That way he could feel the feet on his feet and know that's where he needs to eat at. And the same thing with the water. 
he got used to it being in one spot all the time. And I would have to like take my finger and dip it in the water and touch his beak with it. And then over time, he learned that he needed to move his head down a little and find the water at his feet. Sometimes he'd get his feet wet. Aww. But that, <laughs> but that was okay. What type of rooster is Baby Kate? Blue-laced red wine dot. I think that's what he is. Um, but he's got like little feathers right in between his toes. Ah. Like little sprouts of feathers. <laughs> So, I don't know if he's got some mix of uh, a feather-footed bird in yeah. there with him, <laughs> but he's, he's our special bird. Is there any other uh, special needs birds that you take care of? Uh, we have Marco, um, which his issue happened when the other roosters was chasing him, and he was trying to get away from snow, which is another frizzle of ours, and... He just ran into the side of the run really hard and just broke his neck. Oh, goodness. And ever since then, uh, luckily, he's not, you know, it didn't really affect his eating or drinking or getting around or anything. He just has a crooked neck now. He's doing great. He's molting right now and looks rough, but (laughs) (laughs) he's doing great other than that. He likes to date for ladies still. It's pretty amazing that he survived that. I know. Well, what we did was uh, I would just massage his neck um, a little every day, and I upped his vitamins to give him some more vitamins. And he stayed in the house for a while so I can get some more one-on-one with him to make sure he's going to be okay. Is there anything else that I need to do more of than what I was doing now? But Seeing how he got around and everything, he seemed pretty fine. But he's just going to have a place to himself. Polo, which is his uh, hen, when I got them both, I wanted to breed both of them. But Polo, where he's in a divider inside the coop by himself so he doesn't get hurt or anything. Because when he, he does tend to get his head stuck, if he goes to scratch behind his back or something, he'll kind of get his head twisted and he'll fall. Every once in a while. And I'll have to go check on him periodically. Make sure he's not fell or anything. Because when uh, we had him in with a, a roost bar. He got stuck up under it. And I like never got him out from under it. Oh no. So we took that out. <laughs> and I don't know how in the world he done it. But he just <laughs> he just fell. And he's stuck. a fighter. That's, that's he is. Yeah. Not a lot of people would have taken not saying that people wouldn't, but most people, right. it takes a lot of effort, you know, and some people yeah, it are like, takes, oh, it's a chicken, it you know. It takes a lot of care. It takes a big heart, a lot of care, and, yes. you know, you, you got to have the mindset, you know, um, they need another chance. Try to give them another chance. And uh, Polo, back to Polo, um, she will get up where he's at, at his door and sit there and just give him company all the time. So once we get all the coops finished and everything, I think we're going to put them two together because I think that they'll be good company for each other. If, if they breed or not, I don't see it happening, <laughs> but I think they'll be good just to be together. Yeah, that'll give him a companion and uh, he may he may fight harder, you know, when he's got a lady around. Yeah, he likes to dance for him and it's pretty funny how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So your current flock, we don't, we don't have any idea how many they are. We really don't care. We don't need to know. I don't need to know how many chickens I have. So if you ask me, it's probably, I'm probably not going to tell you. 
what do you want your flock to become? Or are you content with the way it is? Well, I always want more chickens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that you were born with an amazing talent, and I know that you have started, or maybe you started this a while back, but business where you are selling so many amazing products, and a lot of them are for specifically for chickens like hen saddles. Well, I first uh, noticed that my hens were pecking each other when they was molting. And one day I went out there and they was all completely fine. Then about two hours later, I come out to a chicken with a whole peck in its back. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So I was, I was like, I need to do something. So I had to separate them. And I would isolate the ones, but kept them in the coop, but in dividers with food and water and I just didn't like that. I wanted them to be with each other and still communicate and everything, have chicken chats or whatever. <laughs> chicken chats are the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so I came up and was like, I need to make them some saddles. That's what they need. If they're good for roosters not turning their backs up, surely goodness it can cover. Because I was using the pick no more. Yeah. I was using blue coat and, and it wasn't working. Yeah. I can't go out there every 10 minutes and right. reapply the pick no more. Yeah. And so I just like, I need to cover it with something. I can't cover it with a bandage because they'll pick it off and tear it all to pieces. <laughs> so I was like, can saddles. That's what I need to do. So I got in my fabric drawer and seen all these cute designs. The next thing I know, I put it on TikTok and my sales have just went through the roof, <laughs> which is really, really awesome. <laughs> so have you always been a designer, like a clothing designer? I mean, hen saddles are clothing for chickens. So yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. um, I've made dog costumes. Uh, I've made stuff here and there. Like late teens, I've started sewing. And making stuff. In 2015, I started the Etsy. Um, didn't really push it out there and advertise it or anything. But this year, I'm trying to get it back out there and push it out a little bit more and spend more time in marketing and all that. What other products do you offer on your website? Um, well, I don't have everything on there yet because I've been so busy with the saddles. <laughs> That's okay. But, you can uh, just give uh, us an idea. I mean, they can always yeah. contact you if they want something or if you mention something yeah, they want. Yeah, and I do have uh, special order forms on my website. If there's anything that you think that I can do or if you have any questions, anything, just fill that form out and email it to me and I'll go over it and then we'll just go from there. But um, I've made tons of aprons for people. Um I have a lot of fabric that I've still got mommy and daughter apron ideas for mm -hmm. father and son apron ideas, which Father's Day is coming up. I've got ideas for that. I do draw my own stickers and uh, I've been drawing the chickens here lately because, you know, it's I love my chickens. And then, uh, that's that's my therapy. My chickens, I spend time with my chickens and I love to draw. And so I just sit down and do that. I usually take pictures of my chickens. And I'll use them with the stickers. You made dog and cat mats? Watercolor. I love watercolor. Yeah, uh, cat and dog placemats for the food and bowls. I've still got to get those online. Mm -hmm. Earrings. Oh, my gosh. I've made a ton of earrings. Yeah, I definitely want to get a pair of the earrings. I'd like to hear Hannah, what Hannah's favorite chicken is and what her chores are. 
Coco and Hey Hey are my favorite chickens. What kind of chickens are they? Um, Hey Hey is a bantam, and I think I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Coco is. Coco's an olive egger. A what? Olive egger. Oh, okay. She eats olives a lot. She's got the <laughs> unicorn. <I think>. <laughs> 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 That's what makes their eggs green. <laughs> Pay attention, child. Is Hey Hey a <laughs> is Hey Hey a rooster or a little hen? A very tiny hen that uh, can crow. <laughs> a very tiny hen that crows. Is Hey Hey similar to Miss Pumpkin? Yes, very much actually, but she's not broody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Pumpkin is inside the house, right? Well, she's been in the house, but she actually has her own nest. And I candled her eggs last night, and she has three eggs that are definitely making progress. So, oh, that's exciting! I want baby hay hays. I know. If Carlos would change his attitude, uh huh. <laughs> Everyone loves baby hay hays. Yeah. How do you help your mama with all the chicken chores? Teach the young kids that are listening right now. We do have quite a few listeners who are younger, and their moms listen to the show with them. So what kind of encouragement can you give those young gentlemen and young ladies? Well, uh, <laughs> this is going to be difficult, but whenever my mom wants me to help her with the chickens, um, I kind of like go around in a little path around the chickens because first I let out the, the big hens with the little butthole named Carlos. We love Carlos. Carlos is mean to everyone. I know he's mean, but he's awful cute, though. He is cute. Okay, continue on. Tell us your chores. I make it over to Bam Bam, and then I see if he has eggs, and I hit my head if once. If his hands have eggs. It, it, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Bam eggs. Bam's laying eggs, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I don't see any eggs, so I let him out. Then I go over to Rocky, my mom's favorite, and then I let him out but as i'm carrying him i let um hulk out because like it's very difficult because he's kind of squirmy whenever i go over to like, get hulk out yeah he sees the other chickens and then i go all the way back over to get the 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 the, the sea brights and then i get the frizzles while she's doing all this i'm inside the coop getting the chickens out into one run and then i gotta get the silky roosters out um into another run and then i've got to put uh, everybody else in dividers and check on the broody girls make sure they're <laughs> eating and drinking and they're all set and clean out what i need to in there she's got the easy part of the job <laughs> hey hannah do you think if your mom had to leave for a day could you do all the chores for her probably yeah i could do the chickens yeah i think you could it and plus rocky hates me and also putting up the chickens would be a challenge probably so what did i teach you well first of all you gotta get the guineas yes the guineas guineas first all the time and they are hard to get in especially when you can't find them because we got a broody one and we thought they all was girls so they always go in for me Mm -hmm. Like. I'll holler for them, and they'll let me know where they're at, and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll follow me, or I might have to herd them in, but they usually go in. Everybody else just loses their patience and <laughs> wants them to hurry up and get in and, and quit running they, around. And then they fly in. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the number one tip that you would give, Hannah, to someone your age that is wanting to get into chickens or 
maybe help their parents with their chickens. Give us some tips. What what would you do to help keep your chickens safe and healthy? Well, I wouldn't necessarily use um, chicken wire because snakes can climb through into the holes, first of all. That's very good. A very good tip. It's not too good of an idea. And coons can rip right through it. Yeah. Foxes. Yeah. And rats. Or just mice. Because rats can squeeze through it. That's my, and small little mouse and a rat can fit through that. Mm-hmm. What else do you think is so pretty important to keeping chickens healthy? Well, make sure if they're young not to give them actual chicken feed, like get them chick feed and stuff, and make sure their water is clean every day and stuff. That's very important. Yeah, and make sure they got plenty of water on hot days, too. Lots and lots of water. This girl is on fire. Yes. (laughs) I learned it from her. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) These are amazing tips, and you are very proud of you, Hannah. Thank you. (laughs) You, You're welcome. You got this. You know this bird I am. (laughs) (laughs) How old are you, Hannah? Ten. You're 10. That's wonderful. I'm very proud of you. Now, does your mom have any tips for keeping a healthy flock? What do you, What is your top three tips? First off, um, I would research and know what predators are in your area. That way you know how to protect against them. We use um, hardware mesh, which is, we call it mouse war here. We've got it buried two feet out from the run. That way, if something digs and tries to get into the runs or the coops, um, they hit the the mesh and they stop. And it's a good idea to have that as your war around your runs, too, to keep the birds in. Because chicken war is going to keep your birds in the run. It's not going to keep anything out. And another thing, don't feed your wild birds around the coops wild birds can bring in so many diseases on your chickens it can make them sick um even if they're not touching your chickens they can pick up the droppings your chickens can the birds can leave behind feathers and there could be diseases on that too if you're going to feed your wild birds feed them far away from your coops we have ours in the front yard and all our chicken coops are in the backyard. So we feed our wild birds in the front yard. And that's pretty much where they stay. But they do tend to go back. If there is any scattered treats that we feed the chickens, they do go back there from time to time. Um, one bird that I would suggest feeding every single time you see them is crows. Feed your crows. Feed them, feed them, feed them. Although they can carry diseases too. They can. Um, we had one, I think it was yesterday before yesterday. I actually got it on video. I meant to load it on TikTok, but I forgot. But it was in, it was across the road from us. It was chasing the hawk away. And it was a pretty good sized hawk, which we have big hawks here. And it did a pretty good job. It got it far away from us. Keep those beautiful birds somewhere else. We don't want them. We've, we brought this up a couple of times in a, on a few past episodes. Uh, there was a gentleman that was actually building a bird nest on top of his chicken coop. And oh people people were commenting, not knowing um, that they were going to go do this. They were going to go put a chicken, a birdhouse on top of their chicken coop. Don't do it. As much as you love the little birds, and they do fight the hawks and other birds away too. Them little birds can get into your coops real, real easy. Yeah. 
I thought that was very dangerous and definitely not something someone should follow. No, definitely don't follow that idea. <laughs> don't run from a rooster. <laughs> yes, do not run from Rocky. Rocky almost killed me. Yeah, Rocky started chasing Hannah here maybe, like, what, last year? Uh, yeah, when I was nine. So he started it yesterday, and I told her just to pick him up. Yes, if he starts flogging you, pick him up. And she's been doing that, and he's not really messed with you as much, has he? Not really, but he still hates me. Well, <laughs> he doesn't do it as bad. Eh, true. He doesn't actually chase me, but every time I just move my foot half an inch, he attacks me. I'll pick him up. I keep... And carry him around a little bit. I try to, but I'm trying to go get something when he is in my way. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of rooster is Rocky? He's not a real meaty rooster, is he, though? Is he like a small no, rooster? No, they're more like a Polish. Um, I don't know if I'm saying mm. this right. Modeled Hooden. He, he's a Hooden. Yeah, he's a Hooden. He's a, he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's he's a, a Hoot and a Nanny. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. He's a type of Hooden. Him and Adrian are so, so pretty. Um, when they're not molten, of course. Mm -hmm. They are. The most gorgeous rooster. I want chicks off of them so bad. Mm -hmm. I, I need to get he her. very photogenic. Apron. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. And he loves to talk back to you. Like, he'll talk mm -hmm. to him and stuff, and he'll just cluck and go on. And he'll crow in my arms. He likes to make a weird noise, and it sounds like he's throwing up. Oh, it sounds like he's saying hoorah. I guess. Like, hoorah. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> he goes hoorah. Or, or he just <laughs> goes know, it's so funny. Yeah, they make so many different sounds, especially with the predator near or any uh, any situation they find threatening. Like Hannah was saying, make sure they have a lot of water. Mm -hmm. um, you can put ice cubes in their water during the summertime. You can go in frozen fruit. Fan? <laughs> yeah, you put a fan in the coop. Um, I use a box fan, but it's on the outside of their coop door which we have like a screen door on the coop and it's on the outside. So they can't really get into it or get yeah. hurt or anything. Yeah. Uh, well ventilated. Um, that, that definitely. And it needs uh, airflow. Coops need airflow through them. Yes, we do. We got so much chicken dust in there. <laughs> yeah. That Especially that time with the guinea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> guinea. Yeah, ventilation is very important. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Do you have any general tips for keeping uh, chickens for, let's say, a new chicken keeper? Is Just give them a few little tips of what you have learned over the years. Have to go through the okay. struggles that we went through in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I do have a really, really, really good tip. When you're getting chickens, you get chicks. Make sure your coop is built, but build it three or four times the size of what you want because chicken meth is real mm -hmm. you're going to end up getting more chickens i guarantee it <laughs> very much that is probably the biggest tip that we've <laughs> had over the episodes oh, when yeah. i ask this question is build big 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 yeah i mean as big as you can if you're in the city you're limited anyway so yeah. it really doesn't matter and we're still building coops and stuff because mm -hmm. ours have outgrown I just built our fifth chicken coop and run wow. over the weekend. Yes, we yeah. have a chicken village. It's the heifer village. <laughs> <laughs> the heifer village. I like that. Mm -hmm. No, I it doesn't think. take long. No. If you, if you want like a quick brooder setup or whatever, um, you can get one of those kiddie pools 
Mama Raven stayed in that for a few days until I went ahead and mixed her into the Old English Game Bird Bantam Pan. And they're doing fine now, which she's abandoned her babies. And their ba- her babies are at my door crying because they're only four weeks old. But Aww. Mama Raven has moved on. She's not mean to them. She doesn't bully them. But she really she doesn't have any interest in protecting them. So That's how Becky was when she hashed off her babies in November. It wasn't too long after that she started pecking at them and like, getting them to leave her alone and stuff. She didn't yeah. want anything else to do with them. So she went back out into the pen. It's really a fascinating how um, different the mama hens are. You know, like Coco will stay with her babies for almost three to four months. And wow. uh, Raven here ditched her babies like at three and a half weeks. So <laughs> she's like, peace out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll you see you later. <laughs> yeah, you're on your own now. Just to let you know, Miss Amanda is a crazy, crazy, crazy creative lady. I get my inspiration from all around me, um, from the colors of nature, the wildlife, from my, my what mood I'm in, or whatever that I'm looking at, what kind of mood does it set for me? And my chicken, their feathers are just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, and all the colors in a single feather is just pretty amazing i think so too you just take all of that and and um mix it all in a bowl yeah my brain is just mixing it all in in my head and just like bam people that are so creative like yourself it really blows my mind it's a an appreciation for what you do for sure what do you think would be the best chickens to get say for a first time chicken keeper in your experience um, I would definitely not start out with Skelkies because <laughs> they're they're very high maintenance chickens, very high maintenance. Um, I mean, if you're prepared for it, by all means, go for it. But please do your research before you get a Skelkie because they they do take a lot of care. Um, I like my Houdins. I really do. They're very very sweet birds. They have a very good temperament. They do have crested heads, so if they're going to be out running around and free ranging. You will need to trim their feathers away from their eyes. That way they can see above. If something does plan to airstrike them, they'll be able to see it and get away. Do you allow yours to free free range uh, unsupervised? Or I know a lot of us, we have like our nighttime ritual is to let them free range in the evenings. And we kind of call it our chicken therapy. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you all do there? I don't do it during the day. It's maybe like two hours before it's bedtime for them. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, and it's like certain ones get to come out because right now where they've been separated for a while, they're not used to each other anymore. So, of course, Rocky gets special time. He gets yeah, out Rocky's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you said that you have a scissor beak or technically a cross beak. What types of things have you done that you think has helped him, you know, last as long as he has, as healthy as he is? Do you have tips for other owners that may, you know, end up with a cross beak? A lot of times they say just call them, but I don't think that is necessary. One of our previous guests, she has a little scissor beak and she's done really well. Yeah, it's not necessary to call them. You've got the time and patience to put towards a scissor beak. It's well worth it because they are very, very sweet because the more you handle a chicken, the more it's going to be Oh, lovey-dovey to you, I guess. <laughs> but um, that's just any chicken, really. 
of baby cakes. Um, when I started him out, I got a chick feed, and I would have to grind it up to a powder. That way he could get his mouth full and actually be able to eat something. But he's not hes not as severe as the other ones I've seen. He is able to eat on his own. I have, I mix one part. I've started this maybe a month ago. Mix one part of the chicken feed to one part of Feather Fixer, which the whole flock is on Feather Fixer. And the Feather Fixer, it's not really big crump of pellets anyways. It's a mixture. And I've watched Baby Cakes, and he's actually able to eat it and stuff. Um... Without me grinding it up anymore, um, I'm just gonna leave him on that for a while. Do you ever? Did you ever trim his beak as he grew? I do. Um, yeah, I still trim his beak. I use an emery board, and uh, so you can you can file them down, and it does help them eat better to keep their beaks even and shorter. But with him, he's not that severe, so he probably gets his trimmed maybe once every three months, I guess. I should do it more often, but it's hard for me to do it by myself. And my fiance is working all the time, so I just do what I can. But he he's got to the point to where he's kind of used to. I did watch a video of his that you posted. I believe you posted it pretty recently. Of him eating. Yeah. yeah he dies. That's how it is. He looked like he was just going to town. Yeah. He didn't have any issues. He got his water and his food. So Yeah. I think that's amazing that you are taking the extra time to care for him. It is. He's, he's come a long, long way. Like the back of his hip bone on his right side, you can see it. It's raised up a little bit higher than what it should be. Aww. So you have to be careful how you pick him up. Did he have an accident or was he born? Was he hatched that way? Yeah, he was hatched this way. I think he just got a lot of deformities. Yeah. yeah. But he's our baby cakes, and we love him. And I'm sure he loves you, too. When me and my fiancé have our wedding pictures, I want Adrian and Rocky to be in them. So I want Rocky to have a bow tie, and Adrian will have a pretty... I'll probably make an apron for her, real pretty. Um, but I'm not going to make it to where she can keep it on, because I really don't recommend like putting tutus on hens that's going to be with roosters because the roosters can get their toenails stuck in them and they can get hurt that is a very good point now the hen saddles that's not an issue mm -hmm. but i think the tutus would be an issue yeah it, they are adorable good. though yeah they're good for like photos of your chickens and stuff but i wouldn't leave them on there if they're going to be with roosters looking back now is there a few things you would have done differently if you had known better i would have built all the coops before they got bigger. <laughs> I would have had the I would have had all the coops done instead of still a year later working on the coops and getting them all separated. So we kind of get ahead of ourselves we do. a little bit. Yeah. We do. I've done that before. I'm not gonna say I haven't. We, we yeah. have five coops and it's full, but I kinda stepped uh, ahead of the game and had chickens before I had space for them yeah we've got uh the hens the older hens with carlos they have a coop bam bam and his girls uh rocky's got the church coop right now which it's still in in construction the run's not attached to it so i have to r walk rocky to uh, a different run that he can go into that's probably why he gets a lot of outside time <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's figured out he's figured out how to play this game 
you know, a few things that maybe you find your favorites that you tend to buy on the regular? I would probably be chicken feed because I have to buy that like twice a week. <laughs> yeah, I buy a ton of chicken feed here. We use the the uh, feather fixer from Nature Wise. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Oh, my gosh. It helps them go through a mulch much quicker. And their feathers are just really, really shiny. Yeah. More guineas. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> More buttholes. Is that what Han- is that what Hannah just said? More buttholes. <laughs> ah! Oh, Hannah, you are a vibrant little thing. I do want to ask a serious question. If you're up for it, I kind of want to know your opinion on the chicken community as a whole. What do you see um, that we could all do to make it a better place? You know, so more people can feel in open to asking questions, you know, and not be so embarrassed. Okay. Because a lot of chicken, new chicken keepers, sometimes avoid asking certain exactly. people or putting it on the internet because they feel judged. Yeah. The way I see it, you never know an answer to a question unless you ask. No question is a dumb, stupid question because you don't know. You're you're asking, but you want an answer, an honest answer instead of somebody saying, something negative about it or laughing at you if you don't even know what you're talking about that's why you're asking the question people just need to realize that there's new chicken keepers and they don't know much of anything they want to get into it they want to learn more and have more knowledge about it but they can't get a good answer if everybody's going to come at them yeah, it it just shoots them down and then it really doesn't benefit anybody because then they're not going to ask another question again. They're not exactly. going to reach out. And that just, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to leave the group and the Facebook groups and stuff. I, I try to stay away from it. I just get on there really just to post pictures of my chickens. <laughs> now, I will answer some questions like, you know, if it's something real simple, what do you do for cock? coccidiosis or something like that you know that okay you need to put some chloride in your water and stuff like that coccidy water (laughs) what it's an illness that they can get chickens yes it's an intestinal illness yes and and it can lead to death very quickly what are some resources that you could share with our listeners i really wish there was more avian avian chicken vets in the area yeah, I completely agree with that. That way you can that way you can just like you can just call and it'll be great if you could just call the avian vet and be like, Hey, what what do I do about this situation? What's wrong? And they might say, you know, something simple or bring it in. Like bumblefoot if you don't <clears throat> know how to treat that. Right. And a lot of things, uh, I do Google a lot uh-huh. still. Um, I use Google a lot. Google. <laughs> I I do not go to Facebook groups for any any kind of illness or anything whatsoever. Run. Run from the Facebook group. Yes, run. Run, run, run as fast as you can. There are quite a few uh, websites that I think are very reputable. And uh, I like, I do like the chicken chick. Yes. Um, She's pretty informative about a lot. She tells it like it is. And most of it is backed up by veterinarians. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to watch her videos, her live videos. But she's got really good articles on just about anything that you yes, have a question about. If she doesn't have it, she's got links to it. She's pretty much the first one that I go to. I'll go to her website and I'll search it. 
And if I don't find it there, I'll research and research on Google. And if I read so many articles that have pretty much the same information as the other ones, I'll pretty much put two and two together. And that's what I need to do. Yeah, there's another couple of uh, poultry vet websites. There's also a Merck manual, which is an actual veterinarian website. And you can download all of their articles. And there's a a lot of information there too. But I absolutely 100%, unless it's run by chicken vets and they are the ones giving or commenting on the advice, I definitely do not advise Facebook groups because it is the amount of information that is incorrect. It's so much negativity. And it's so much negativity. you You could end up doing a lot of harm to your chicken than good in those groups. I feel like we've jumped around and everything. Yeah, we kind of jumped around, but that's okay. We just want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. We want You have an amazing story. You are an amazingly talented artist who took a passion, a love for chickens, and connected those two together, and you are very inspiring, and I know your family is very proud of you. Aww. They have to be. <laughs> yeah, Aww. her her daughter <laughs> Hannah is nodding her head. You cannot see her sweet little <laughs> face, but it she is in fact nodding and agreeing with her mother, which is a very good yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she's taken after me so much. We are obsessed with chickens too much. <laughs> it's not just the chickens. I mean, it's the drawing, everything, and sewing. I mean. And some some drawings are better than what I can do. You're you're really mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing good I can draw is dragons <laughs> and fox and foxy and stuff like something from Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh gosh. Yeah, don't don't get me into it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you never heard of the end We're of that. chickens. <laughs> so, is there anything else before I ask you your three questions? I'm going to ask you three random questions. You just have to let me know if you got anything else you want to share with us. You don't have to. I just want this opportunity to share whatever you feel is on your heart. Chicken math will never stop. That's one thing. It, it, it will have to stop sometime. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do want to get my flock MPIP certified. And uh, I do want to sell some of the purebred chickens, some of their chicks and stuff. And I want to hatch off some more because I've just got, I just got two hens with Joe, the Seabrights. Yeah. And I think he, he needs more. Hulk needs more. Rocky definitely needs another mm-hmm. lady. I think that's a wonderful goal to have. And I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of information online to yeah. achieve that. I have so many, so many ideas in my head that I want to make um, just from the chickens and stuff. The hand saddles, I am going to work on Bantam sizes, uh, larger breeds like. Um, Ramas, but the uh, the hen saddles, I do want to make some that has butterfly wings, mm-hmm. dragon wings, uh-huh, definitely, and uh, fairy wings. I like the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I definitely want to participate in. Yeah, I yeah, I need to sit down and design them out. But I've got a few people that's waiting on sizes for <laughs> different saddles. I've got a Polish <laughs> to uh, get their sizes right. And the Seabrights too. Silkies definitely because there's a lot of Silkies out there. Yes. That, um, yeah. 
Mm, silk is a pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty common breed. They're pretty birds. I and think they're docile. They're very, very laid back. <laughs> they're chill. <laughs> Until you walk into their run with a bucket. And they flip out. <laughs> they absolutely flip out. <laughs> so, he and I want to ask you a question before I ask your mom these last three questions. Do you see yourself as you grow up uh, being involved in chickens of your own or maybe a farm of some sort? What do you think? Maybe not a farm, but probably just a bunch of chickens. What did you want to say? The dream that I had for yes, the please village. Yes, please tell us. <laughs> well, what I want to do for the village is uh, have like a humongous, well, not a humongous, but a pretty good size aviary. Um, so I don't have to worry about the hawks or anything, but now we have Lagatha, which I think was a godsend because it, we have been needing something to protect the chickens from and we needed a puppy and it just... It so happened that my fiance found Lagatha on the side of the road and she's doing great with the chickens right now. And um, so we've been needing a chicken protector because we have hawks that are the size of my guineas or larger. My guineas are huge. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if we had the aviary, they can run free all in that all together and just not have to worry about hawks coming down and getting them mm -hmm. but i want like a hobbit house i want a diner i want a uh, star clucks that's <laughs> i want a little drive-through of starbucks um i want a blacksmith shop i want a little general store and we want the entry to jurassic world yes i want the entry to jurassic world at the gates like, like, it would be really, really tall. Like Just so y'all understand, Amanda's talking about a chicken village. She's building all yes. these different <laughs> these different yeah. buildings is a vision that she has for a gigantic aviary uh, for her flock. Right? Is yeah. that's that's what you're mm -hmm. saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody has their separate coop and run and then they all get different times of the day to go out and run free inside the aviary. And then That's a I want to, thing. yeah. And I want to make it to where like we can leave the aviary open, and we don't have to worry about the coyotes getting to them. I mean, it'd be well protected because we have yeah. coyotes, bobcats. That's a fabulous idea. Everything here. Yeah, we do. Plus, you want to make the velociraptor pen? Oh yeah, when we get the barn built, mm -hmm. I want to do like. The nursery where we're incubating eggs. I want to make it like the lab in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I want it to look like that. I, I think you may be able to charge admission or something. Now, everyone would have to apply to biosecurity, but yeah, I don't know. that sounds very fascinating. Or you could do like a live, a stream live. Stream oh, live. yeah. I need to get Wi Fi outside so I can go live. And we can make a YouTube video of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Now your girl's thinking. Now she's thinking. Yeah. Oh, I want to do that so bad. I think it'd be That's so a great vision to have. Tiny Raptor Village. Yeah. And, and I, we have uh, we have a lawnmower, and uh, I want to paint it up as the Jurassic Park Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a fabulous. <laughs> that way, it doesn't have um, it doesn't have a deck on it. So. 
you can use it to go like to bring your feed <laughs> to different places or if you need to haul something <laughs> up the hill or <laughs> you've got you've got your little lawnmower jeep <laughs> <laughs> your mind is a pretty amazing okay y'all ready i got your three final questions let's right. do it we are ready if you could put anything on a billboard what would it be and why uh, uh, hmm. I don't know y'all talk amongst each other is. now it's a big sign that you hang up outside you know as you're driving down the interstate yeah, or like, the highway you see a big sign oh yeah like when we go to the aquarium you see the billboard oh yeah yeah like sharks. the giant thing as a, yeah. as a aquarium yeah. yeah so what would you okay. put on that and why uh, like I would put like maybe a picture of all of our chickens, like behind a logo saying Tiny Raptors Art Studio, and then like below that like a link looking thing, um, showing our website. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like yeah. where your mind's at. <laughs> she's a market. She's your marketing girl. That's wonderful. She's thinking. I think she's got a think mind. She got a fast <laughs> thinking mind. Okay, your what is your favorite room in your house and why? My room and the living room. Mine's the studio. Why do you like the living room, Hannah? It's huge. It's really big. It's really big and it smells great. Oh. And it's What's cold it smell in summer. Like? What's it smell like? Candles? I don't I don't know. You don't know? I don't I don't know what the smell is, but ever since I moved in I love the smell of the house. Oh. <laughs> it's That's a really old house. Sweet. I love it. Two hundred year old farmhouse i love my room because i have a lot of stuff in it oh yeah <laughs> my, my bed has like a dream kit and it. it's like a thing you put over your bed oh and i have so many stuff it sounds like your mama spoils you huh i can bathe in, in a them. good life oh my god you can bathe in them are you ready for your final question we are ready okay <laughs> maybe just me i don't know <laughs> what has inspired you the most in your life and why Chickens, most definitely chickens. Always chickens. It's always chickens. <laughs> always chickens because they're super cute. And the next thing, I don't know if any this is gonna make any sense, but Five Nights at Freddy's because it's the best game. <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. It's really the best game. You're silly. Maybe Roblox. I don't know, but I mean, both the it's in the middle. <laughs> Let's hear what your mama has to say. Who has inspired you the most in your life, Amanda? I guess my mom, I would have to say, because I get a lot of my creativity from her. Same. <laughs> um, if I've always, I'm always stuck on something, I'll always ask her, like, you got any ideas what I need to do to fix it? <laughs> or or so, we We'll go somewhere like Joanne's or something, and we'll be looking through the fabric, and she'll give give me ideas of this and that. And like, this would be real pretty, like this, or mm -hmm. she, she. We're always going on about something. And with I'm each always other. going crazy about the flamingos. Yeah, you're into flamingos also. a lot. Our mama's love is definitely invaluable. Speaking of which. <laughs> is that, you made that for your mama or is that something someone made for you? I made that. Um, 
I have uh, sold these, but I do make I do take orders for these. I also sell them around Mother's Day or like anniversaries or something. You can't see it, but uh, Amanda held up a framed picture. Um, it has a looks like stones and a heart shape. Maybe you can explain it a little bit better than I can. It's got molds of uh, flowers that I've hand painted and paper flowers that I've made. Uh, there's rhinestones, and it's just all different colors in the shape of a heart. And it says, My mother, my inspiration. I'd be proud to get one of those for Mother's Day. It's beautiful. Distressed frame. They are really pretty, and I can do any color too. I have more stuff on my Facebook page under the Unique Sparrows. Um, is the name I have a lot like everything that I've done is on that page you can click on photos and just look at all of the photos that way okay so where can our listeners find you where would I point them to okay so if you're wanting my website it'll be the unique sparrows.com um, we are on Facebook TikTok Instagram also under tiny raptor village if you are Wanting to watch our videos or something like that. I don't have anything on there to like sell under the Tiny Raptor Village. It's just a, an add-on. Something for fun that has just taken off. <laughs> but on your Tiny Raptor Village, there is a link. Is that correct? In there, your bio? Okay. Yeah. On TikTok, there is. Um, I think on every platform, I think I have it set up to where there is. Uh, the website link is. The Unique Sparrows on every platform that we have. We do have YouTube, but we don't have much of anything on there right now. Mostly just TikTok. Yeah. Wilma's got a YouTube channel too, but sometimes it's overwhelming when you have to do all. It is. You have all the things and you want to be original and really give your best in each of those categories. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard, yeah. It's hard to keep up with it because, I mean, I own the marketing, shipping department, um, I have inventory, I have to go on errands to get more supplies if mm-hmm. I run out, I'm the designer, sometimes it takes me a, a month before I can actually get something accomplished because I, my orders come first. Yeah. I commend you. You are doing a fabulous job. And you'll just have to recruit Hannah and give her more jobs. And she's wanting to come in and start drawing and everything and selling her stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a very good idea. Keep it kind of related. If you ever buy me that iPad I want. (laughs) I just bought me one. Hannah, those things ain't free, girl. You're so demanding. I am the only employee, so <laughs> I do all of the work. <laughs> Wilma, Wilma, that yeah. I have for out there, doesn't contribute anything to this. Nothing. Well, I guess we use her face, so she she yeah. says that is enough <laughs> of her contribution to this cause. So we appreciate you, Amanda, and we appreciate your little mini me, Hannah, the Chicken Wrangler. You keep working on it, Hannah. You're doing a great job, honey. Okay? Okay. Keep learning. I will. And then you can teach other people. About chickens. Responsible chicken keeper, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> Thanks for being on Will and the Wonder Hen podcast. I appreciate you. Thanks for having us.
<laughs> Bye, y'all. You too. Bye. Bye. I'm Mel, and you are listening to Wilma the Wonder Hen. <laughs>